Welcome back to Maiden A to Z. I am Eric and I am here and also we have Jonathan who is also here. Yeah, exactly. Try something new. Shuffle it up. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, quite nice. Yeah. Nice and a steady tempo there. Yeah, yeah, it's just the two yeah. of us today. Um, we had a guest in plan here, Arka, who you have heard a few times. Yeah, many times. Um, in this podcast, but uh, due to some scheduling conflicts, upcoming gigs and stuff, he had mm. to sit this one out. He left us yeah. with a few notes though that, we may, that may come in handy as we yeah, yeah, go through yeah. this, especially for the second song, actually. The first song is just going to be the two of us. And I think it's, yeah, the second, I mean, yeah, because I don't know, because I think he just, yeah, he just wrote about the one song. So, yeah, so we have some notes, but it's just the one song, so. Yeah, no, because, um, yeah, we'll get back to it, why why that is. Uh, as our n sort of new thing we do at the top of this, uh, let's ask, uh, what have you been listening to recently? Oh, cool, yeah, I thought about that heavy rotation concept. Mm -hmm. What could we call it? The Maiden A to Z rotation. Uh, Re recent word, rotation, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today I, I was listening to hip hop today. Mm -hmm. It was a while ago since I enjoyed that last time, and it wasn't even rare hip hop or anything strange. It was like big dollar stuff, but a bit mm -hmm. older. It was Nas and uh, Jay Z that I listened to today. Uh, cool. Just while biking, it happened out of chance because I was playing one of the songs that is today. It has a similar title to a song with Alicia Keys and Jay Z, uh -huh. so I stumbled into it on, on Spotify. So that's what I've been playing, and uh, then it's um, Turbo Negro, and of course a lot of ZZ Top. A lot of ZZ yeah, Top, yeah. R.I.P. Dusty Hill. It's been a bad week, hasn't it? That for that. Yeah, a few deaths. Uh, we had the, the Mark guy. Sorry for not remembering the name, Ma but I think Mark Howe, and we had Jody jo uh, Joey Jordison. Joey, yeah. And uh, and then we have uh, Dusty Hill. So yeah, that's and they die in threes. They say celebrities. So that's that's those are the three, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, quite a bad week. I mean, I already had a ZZ Top craze going, but obviously mm. now it made me go back to some, I went to some uh, documentaries as well, like uh, when I hear the guy speak a little bit more and all that. I was a fan of him musically. Uh -huh. I haven't really heard them so much in interview situations or anything like that. So that was nice to see that he also seemed to be, uh, you know, having lived life as a really nice guy too. Not only yeah, that an amazing bass player and singer. That, that's what I. That's what I've understood though. As well. Apparently, they're gonna. They're, they're. I mean, they were on tour when this happened with a replacement, and apparently, they're gonna keep. Uh, they're gonna keep going. So yeah. that, that time, so. And they said so nicely and quickly. I think too. You know, they didn't yeah, I mean, wait for yeah. it. They didn't uh, hang on it and pretend to not know because a lot of bands would pretend we don't know about the future just because that's expected, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think I also that, 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 that they went out and said that mm -hmm. we're gonna continue and also, of course, gave proper tribute to. You know, their amigo, as they call him. I would, I would say that probably if they weren't in the middle of a tour, it might have been a little less, you know, cut and dry true, what they are going to do. True, true, uh, that adds I think to it. for Slipknot, I mean, he wasn't in the band anymore, so that's a different thing. Uh, no. Legendary drummer, though. Like, very good uh, drummer. Very cool. Uh, very important uh, for a lot of drummers. I've, not a lot, but, you know, very, very important for some of the drummers that mm. I've been playing with along the years. And 
I never really listened to the band, but uh, they seeped in, especially into drummers, and I liked it. You know, I liked mm. when he influenced drummers because they made him play tight and precise, but with groove. Yeah. So definitely influential as as old hell. You know. Well, I haven't, I haven't uh, you know, and I've spoken to him about or talked to uh, about him and. Uh, People, a lot of people, drummers I've talked to said that uh, the new guy, Jane Weinberg, uh, who's uh, Max Weinberg's son, so he's the son of the uh, Bruce Springsteen's drummer, mm. that he's technically more, he's, t- he's a tighter player than Joey was, uh, but Joey had more of a personality in his playing. Right. Could have been like the way, and I mean, we did um, Drums of the Beast. We talked a lot about this. Yeah. What's suppo- what is it supposed to be? Is it supposed to be tightest or grooviest or yeah, whatever? Yeah. And it's not a competition in that sense. No, no. But I think yeah, one no. thing that you can't deny at all is the influence, right? Widespread, yeah, widespread, and deep. So yeah, big one. So yeah, rest in peace to all those guys. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And as we recorded, or this is being released, I guess a week after all that. So it was last week, really. But right, this is being yeah. released. Like yeah, not recorded. Exactly. Released, we we, yeah. we kind of not we didn't mess up the timeline because we knew it would happen. We recorded next week's episode last right. week. So uh, yeah, actually, so as we recorded the, the next week's one, that was just as the Joey. Thing it dropped, so we talked. We, we talked a little about him in that one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, off record though. No, we did it on on record too. I think. Uh, I'm not sure it's in the episode, but we did talk oh, about fine, it. Yeah. yeah, we did talk about it anyway. And now we yeah. have again. Uh, yeah. But also, yeah, that was recorded. Uh, I think last week, but it's going to be released a week from now for you yeah. listeners. And I, I said a couple of things that I'm I'm going to repeat them now because it's just you know now is the right time in the timeline, and mm-hmm. it's that we we just recently we've been on the Senjutsu hype. We've uh, done a lot of ep- special episodes and all that, and now we're back to song episodes. Yeah. What Made Nate to Z actually does, right? Exactly, yeah. And I'm going to say the same thing next week, but it's going to be true then as well. So there you go. And I would say that I've, I've been listening to... Um, oh, yeah. I haven't really been listening to anything today, actually. I've just been sort of watching stuff. Like, I'm watching a lot of X-Files. But uh, yesterday I was at a uh, party where they were playing a lot of... Uh, like doom and stoner rock and that kind of stuff. So I, I basically that's the last thing I listened to was a band called. Let me check. Just so, just 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 for the sake of getting it right here. Uh, I think they were called. This is I think I think I think they were a Swedish band. Uh, Slomatics is the last one I listened to. But we have a lot of Swedish stoner bands. Oh. That stoner rock. Was, I met yeah. I met your singer also the other day, mm. Gidon, or uh, yeah. the singer to be in your project. I guess I yeah. don't know yeah. if you've steadied up the lineup yet, but he talked about it. So yeah. it's, it's pretty it's pretty steadied up. I haven't said said too much about it yet out, outside to the general public. Um, yeah, obviously I have such projects too. You're right. You have a kind of a name, but you don't want to start presenting it yet because it's no. There's so there, there's a name, and I've registered all the head, the websites and everything at this oh, point. Okay, but cool. I just want. I'm just going to wait a little bit. I'm yeah, going to do yeah. like in like in a week from now. You're going to see me being interviewed about the EU wearing a, a t-shirt with something. We're <laughs> 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 interviewed about uh, being pro. I don't know, swex it, and then yeah, turning so, yeah. back against it or something. Yeah. Well, as, as we discussed. Uh, you know, since we are part of the UK, as we discuss, established we'll discuss our last next episode. week, yeah, or next so. episode actually. 
I'm yeah, talking about that next episode. Yeah. So now you're briefed. Yeah, okay. This happens when we do this, when we scramble the episode order, but that happens anyway. Yeah. It's not rocket science. You guys can figure it out. All right. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And essentially, as I'm going to say next week, we are back at doing just songs, which is pretty cool, yeah. I think. It's uh, what we actually do. But I mean, at the same time, uh, we can't only do that. We can't only do musical analysis all the time. That no, would bore no. the shit out of people too. So I think yeah. uh, it's nice that we can stay a bit flexible. Yeah. Neither you nor me is really that rigid, I think, in, in what this is supposed to be. Uh, just before we... Uh, not just before, like earlier today, I, I pre-ordered the, um, the red and black vinyl version of Sinjutsu. So that's 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 one I'm gonna I'm gonna also on the day of release I'm gonna go in and get whatever version Alina says the sound pollution. But that one isn't gonna be available in stores and I saw like I'll get that one. So yeah exactly. Cool. They look good. They look yeah. good. I'm not really that kind kind of collector. I'll buy the triple black vinyl. Uh, that's probably the one I'm gonna get over because I mean I'm I'm assuming that not not that I necessarily need to have multiple versions of something, but I'm assuming that if probably if it's being sent out on the third, I won't. I won't get it on the third, and I'm not gonna wait the entire weekend and not listen to it. So I'm gonna buy one as it comes out too. And also, it's nice to have. You know, I have so, so, some albums. I have like three different pieces of mine. So, oh, that's nice to have. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a couple of Seven Sons, and I need one more. Don't ask me why. <laughs> well, you can always use more. Because yeah, because I, I I got I got the reissue and I got the original and I got the, I think I got two originals and the same thing with the, uh, somewhere in time. So, and you know, you're never, you're never going to need less, so you might as well just get more. <laughs> I need another uh, uh, piece of mind as well. Sounds so good, but the thing is, it misses two seconds of the intro. Hmm. So I need another vinyl for that, only for that reason, if anything, you know. There you go. And then I could try another press, perhaps a German. Anyway, digressing from the topic. Yeah. We, you know, we, we could do that at some point, discuss... Um, uh, vinyl? Co- collection or vinyl. Or, I mean, collection we, we do vinyls, great, we're not going to yeah. get there until... You know, like fucking collection would be fun, and then bring another pure collector because you are. I guess I could call you an actual maiden collector. I would a, a little bit, but you know, uh, I mean, there's people I know who do more than I do. Yeah, just, definitely. You know. There's crazy people in that scene. You know, <laughs> the, the collectors are. Yeah. yeah, they can go mental. But I mean, well, I mean, I, I discovered since we, since we, and we again, we're, we'll get back. We'll get to we'll get to what we're going to be doing in a second. But the um, Senjutsu, uh, the, the fan club edition of the box, is going to cost like. Uh, 333 euros oh shit yeah but those are limited there's only a certain amount of those so it's not that's a and i, I, I if i if i had that lying around oh, i might do okay, it though it's okay it. it's fine i guess 333 yeah. but what's the price for the for the normal box which is also uh, limited i guess yeah the other the other the other the other than the normal uh, deluxe cz box that's that's I'm doing air quotes. It's just uh, like about 100 euros, so. Yeah, that's fine. I talked about buying tool, right, with a useless L- LCD screen. It's not useless, but. It's kind of fun. It's, I mean, it's not like you take it out. Yeah. Let's entertain myself by looking at the LCD, the LCD no. 3D show. But it was really cool at the time, right? Yeah. Sitting in the dark, watching it, listening to the songs. It definitely added something to that. And I'm hoping for a similar experience on the third. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping, I'm hoping they, the tool do a proper vinyl release of that uh, they will and it's a really cool thing it's going to be a different master i love that it's coming that straight off the ta- it's coming straight off the tapes yeah it's not going to go through the hard drive i saw it from the band themselves i'm not 100% sure but i'm 99% sure it's coming on vinyl and it's a different master straight from the from the reel to reel tapes that's really cool. cool really cool that's really cool i mean i wish i wish they'd also do you know, just why they're, you know, why they're, you know, why they're at it, they should do lateralis too, because that's only av- available on that really shitty picture disc. And that's supposed to happen as well. 
Good, there yeah. we go. <laughs> the best news for me because those two are my favorite albums by by this band, even though yeah. they haven't really done a weak album. Yeah, no, they're it's, they're all good. And those two, they stand out to me, especially Lateralis. Can't beat it. No, not within their style, but uh, I think the last one is quite similar to Lateralis, but way more chilled. He doesn't scream during the whole record, and it's more spacious, uh, more ethereal in a sense. Not as good, but quite near. I really, I really, I really dig yeah. it. I think that it has some uh, some really cool stuff on it, and uh, yeah, so jazz to get that on vinyl, that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely like a top record in my book, mm. like uh, definitely on the level of some classics by you know classics for me, like the Beatles, and yeah, that kind of stuff. It's up there with yeah. Sgt. Pepper's or Revolver or whatever. Really, really cool. So now to the matter at hand. Yes, uh, we could mention the network also since we haven't started. Uh, uh, yeah, because we rarely do. Just quickly, we are on this Deep Dive Pod network yeah. at Deep Dive Pod on Twitter. You can search for it, and I think brief, soon enough we'll be on in the lap of the pods, which is one of the podcasts yeah, on the network. The, and I, I refrain from yeah. mentioning all the podcasts. I just mention one at a time because I think that's enough for the brain to handle. Yeah, so I yeah, mentioned yeah. Hawk Binge before, and now I mention in the lap of the pods, and a little yeah. bit more talk on that next week. So that's it. Cool, now we yeah. can head on to the matter at hand. I'm ready. I'm ready. So here we go. El Dorado. El Dorado. El Dorado first, right? O-E-E-K-O-L-M and yeah. That's right, I think. L-M. Yeah, it's right. It's very close. L and then M. But this one is yeah. actually before. El Dorado. 10 years ago or 11 years ago to the day I pre-ordered the album. Uh, oh, there we go. So. And the, the advanced single, which is this song, El Dorado, mm-hmm. was released, I believe, in May or June, uh, I think. Yeah, because they were here. They were here. Um, Yes, it was featured on the tour prior. Yeah, which, to the which was before. Released. Yeah, so that yeah. was a pretty cool. Like I refer to it as the Millennia Era set tour. Yeah, I mean it's or, probably, or probably tour. So, anyways, what happened was so they did a, a short tour, um, before uh, the, like, the year before the, or, the, or the same year the album came out, but uh, they hadn't the album wasn't released yet, so they did they didn't play very. They only played El Dorado from it, um, and uh, it was a. Uh, Based around uh, largely around new, newer stuff, it says it says it's, it says it's the Final Frontier World Tour, but I don't think yeah, it I is. think it was called that actually, confusingly enough. Well, what was the what was the next one then? The Final Frontier World Tour again, something like that. You know, I, I, I remember hearing this. Yeah, uh, that's that's weird. That that's confusing. Yeah, it is right. So it's almost like it continued, and the album was released mid tour. Yeah, that's what happened. That's basically what happened. So, all right, well. And also the set changed. But I've heard this being discussed before, and they also agreed. They had the yeah. same point of view as you, that it's a bit weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, anyway, so that's what happened. So they did that. The album came out on the 13th of August. 13th of August. It's kind of normal, you know, uh, but a little bit earlier than, for example, Book of Souls or The Comings mm. and Jutsu. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, so because last, the one after that they released in September, and we're getting this one in September too, so yep, the new yep, one. Yep, So this is the still, it's still the second last Iron Maiden album, but soon to be the one before the second last. What do you call that, third last? Yeah, I guess so. Third most, third most recent, I don't know. Yeah, because finally now even Book of Souls is going to be... Well, we want me to teach you a... Second I can teach you a, I can teach you a fancy word that you can use when you want to sound... Uh, oh, please, please. Yeah. So there's a word that that if you're, if something is second to last, uh, penultimate. It's penultimate. Yeah, I knew that one. Penultimate. Oh, cool. I used it in this pod. I used it in this pod, but I didn't know if you could use it because I thought about that. But I, I I only use it for album tracks. Ah, yeah. You see, you do use that. So sorry. Yeah. So what's the second to? 
So then I would need a fancy word for third to last. That's well, what let's I would see. need. Let's, let's see. see. Okay, okay. Third. That's, that's what this album is becoming, right? What a word for... Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Third to last. Okay, let's see. There's probably there's got to be a word. Oh, wow. So it's anti-penultimate. Wow, that's confusing. Yeah. But it could be that, you know, but that sounds second to first to me, right? Anti-penultimate. Anti, no, anti, anti, anti. A-N-T-E. Anti-penultimate. Yeah, okay, anti. Anti. Enchanté. 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 Never fuck it. All right, doesn't matter. There we go. No. No one's English, here to learn English, English from us. A to Z. English A to Z with um, with yeah. a, an, 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 an ex American or expat American. Expat, yeah. And, 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 and just a yeah. We're not supposed to use fancy words like this. A lost Swede, yeah. El Dorado was released as a free digital download on the band's official website on June the eighth. So yeah, so it came out on June in June. In June, and uh, it was a hype single. I remember hearing it. I remember. I think it was kind of old school internet. You actually clicked the hyperlink and you got an MP3. It wasn't even an MP player or anything. No, that was just kind it of was like a link, a link, and you start downloading MP3. It feels primitive now, right? So yeah. So then, so, so this came out uh, eleven so years ago. Yeah, if I recall, it, it kind of so it came from out of nowhere, like like the, right. the opposite right. of what we did now. So just like here it is, here it is, yeah. And uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Uh, I just didn't. It didn't tickle my fancy. I felt the riff. Here, you're gonna hear the riff in the background now because I'm gonna edit that in. There you go. Actually, first you have this chaotic, wasted years intro. Yep. That's the first I've heard, and I just thought, okay, it sounds like wasted years. Might be cool. It's an Eric reference. <laughs> okay, so like, here comes the riff. Sort of didn't work for me 11 years ago. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, so yeah, I won't be able to hold this back because I'm gonna drop it now. This song became a hell lot better for me mm -hmm. in recent years. So now it's even hard to, you know, get into my mind hearing that riff the first time and being disappointed. Because now as I hear this build up, I'm feeling it, you know. I think it's, it's one of the better songs in, in the millennia era. I'm a huge, if not only, I think more than apologist for this song. I'm actually a fan of this song. I, I really like it. And I'll get into why, I guess, but I want to know your opinions on it. Especially uh, considering it's been out for 11 years, right? So I recall liking it pretty much immediately. Yeah, I just, I just dug the riff. I dug, I dug everything about it. Um, I'll say I liked it even more after hearing it live mm -hmm. uh, because I felt it sounded... Uh, on the live version, when they do it live, Adrian uh, does some um, uh, backing vocals for the for the chorus, and uh, it sounds great. I don't know why they don't do it in the studio, but there you go. Um, I dug it immediately. Just looking at it now, just looking at the info, I mean, it's almost seven minutes long. Yep, it's quite long. But it doesn't feel like it's seven minutes long. No, no. I agree. It's a sort of two minutes to midnight situation in a way. 
for me. Yeah. But maybe even less repetitive, actually, than two minutes. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I think also in my group of friends then, uh, no one liked it. I didn't like it. It was just, it became almost like it was part of that social scene at the moment. And it was my weakest phase as a Maiden, as a maiden fan. Definitely. Like I've had, yeah. I've repeated time and time again that I have my three major crazes and I'm on the third one now. Yeah. So this was in between sort of the second one was celebrated already. A new album comes and I couldn't accept it, which I've been on to before, right? It's hard to accept new stuff as yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is now Iron Maiden. But this topic of uh, an advanced single is inter interesting now because we just had one, right? Writing on the wall. Uh -huh. And that one hit me immediately. Like, and it's still, it has been growing. I'm actually quite a big fan of this song. My excitement level is pretty high. It could be partly because I'm doing Maiden A to Z with you. Yeah. A different, you know, a different culture uh, locally for me. Mm -hmm. But it's also a damn good song. Uh, and I didn't feel that about Eldorado, but it became one. And very gradually so, it kind of proved itself as a cool track. And uh, there's these little details throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll get to those. Uh, we can get to those now, I guess, really. Uh, exactly. They keep but, spicing it up some way all the time. And that very intro, the blast kind of live, you know. Yeah, I like that, yeah. I like that now because it's quite cocky to do that on an album. Not many bands do, not even Metallica. And they have the longest fucking outros live. They, they've done that. They've done Live, they do it all the time. But they don't do that on record so much. I think they've done it at least once. Yeah, yeah, definitely on Kill Em All, though. The, yeah. Even the start of Kill Em All is something like that. Yeah, the lights, right? yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, good point. But later, era Metallica, they're yeah. maybe too professional, within quotations, to do that. Uh, it's a very wild thing to do, very youth-like, you know, enthusiasm to just blast yeah. into the song. And then we get the Shaft Hyatt. That's that, I, yeah. I think it was, uh, I don't know which song it was when you heard Shaft Hyatt, maybe... Uh, I think something from Seventh Son. We listened to the isolated drum track and yeah. heard that. And Nico is such a groovy cymbal player, too. We, we talk mm -hmm. a lot about him in, in general, but I think one big point is just the way he handles cymbals. Tough instruments, you know, plates of steel to make them musical and sing like yeah. that. Yeah, he has, he has a very, very... Um, yeah, you can, you can hear it even on the cymbals, I think, sometimes, which is yeah. really cool. Uh, and then uh, Harris comes in clucking, right? Together with, I think, one rhythm guitar. Yeah. Just one. And, um, you know clacking on the low E actually not on the you know 7th fret A string mm -hmm. E that he would normally live around this yeah. is on the low uh, loose string you know you mm -hmm. haven't heard it maybe since uh, Bring Your Daughter to just really lean on that one heavily uh, there's I, something in uh, The Longest longest Day he does that a little bit right right but uh, here Otherwise, it's already, yeah. already at the intro so yeah. it's kind of like you can hear that they're going for heavy mm. Written by Mr. Dickinson, Mr. Smith, and Mr. Harris. That team again, like next week. Next week we'll be on that team again. Yeah. Yeah. I love the. It just sounds great. The production of this one. 
I've always said that because I've been harsh on this album and I am trying to really listen to it and get around my own ideas. But I, I've always said, though, that it sounds great. Isn't this one of the ones you don't, you don't have? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shame on me. I don't have it. I don't have this. I don't have Book of Souls. I have all the other albums in multiple formats. And I will get those. I'm going to get the Book of Souls vinyl in this one, too. Definitely. Yeah. They've been in my house. They've been played on my turntable, at least. You know, So mm-hmm. I just have to buy them. But yeah, Weakest Face as a fan. And it lasted quite long, actually. It lasted into 2016, 17, when I got really back on. And they became like this manic maiden mania, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that was still like the dragon was sleeping, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, at that time. And uh, that maybe explains why I didn't give it the fair shot that it deserved. It's a pretty cool album. I I, I really like it. It's uh, long. (laughs) It's very long. It is, but uh, they've done, you know, the the one after it is even longer. So they. Yeah, yeah. This This would be the longest so far had not Empire of the Clouds been on. Book of Souls. So Book of Souls without Empire of the Clouds, the song we're getting into next, would be yeah. shorter. But uh, with it, obviously, a bit longer. Yeah. So let's get to maybe some of the... The music? Yeah. So there's um, a lot of stuff that... I, there's something... One of my favorite things in this song... I, like, I love the riff, but... In the second pre-chorus... You might know what I'm talking about already. Yeah, I think it might be my thing too. There's um, a riff that comes in that's only played, I think, t- maybe twice in the entire song. Yeah, it's the thing. And it's too good to miss. If I didn't like to, yeah, then I wouldn't exist. Yep, 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 yep. Love it, love it. So that's I like that's that. Yeah, I've actually like listened to this song in preparation, and I've noted that as my like. This has to be mentioned. So I like that it's also one of your highlights because how cool is it? They kind of oh. mix it into that. I'm gonna say it's a bland riff, but it's a good one there. Yeah. It's kind of square. Yeah. Also a bit Tony Iommi esque, you know. He has that Tony Iommi building blocks, uh, like manly ass riff, if you wanna. Definitely, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanna talk that way, you know. And then adding that more flamboyant flair with the. Yeah, that's cool. I think that sells the song for me. I think that was the point. I heard that and I thought better give this song some more attention. I wonder, did they do that live? They got it, right? Oh yeah, they must have. But we should hear it, right? Let's play in vivo. Yeah. Great sound on in vivo too. Uh, wait, yeah, hold on. Yeah, it's there. And it's too good to miss. If I didn't lie to you, I wouldn't exist. So before this happens, this cool thing, you basically you have that verse mm. with the manly ass riff, as I put it. Yes. And then you have that, um, uh, is it a bridge type thing, right? Uh, let's listen. I call it a bridge, yeah. It's just something I yeah, this is the pre-chorus. I'm a jester with no tears And I'm playing on your fears I'm a trickster smiling underneath this mask of love and death The eternal lie I've told About the pyramids of death 
Yes, I was wrong. The, the riff I was talking about came in the verse. The second verse, yeah. But this pre-chorus is minute. Yeah. You know what I hear in the pre-chorus? Uh, no. In speaking in maiden maiden songs. Oh, um... Oh, well, yeah, tell me. I think it sounds like an urban version of the pre-chorus in Power Slave. Like, that's very Egyptian, right? Clearly, but this yeah, is more like an yeah. urban version, you know. When the pyramids of old and gets mentioned there as well. Anyway, we had this manly as riff. It changes symbol from ride to hi hat. Uh-huh. Quite close and nice. Bruce sings the verses, rather laid back. You get the urban version of Power Slave pre-chorus with those nice octaves, uh, uh-huh. kind of cool. And hit back into verse, right? You don't get the Eldorado come and play, right? At that time, I don't, I don't think. No, it, it's it, you get first. It goes back to the verse with a with a laugh. There's a ha ha ha. I think that um, production-wise, this is a uh, way uh, uh, clearer than Book of Souls. I agree completely. It's way more clear sounding than Book of Souls. And interesting, it's recorded, interestingly enough, it's recorded in the Bahamas, where kind of, you know, raw conditions apply. But it's also done in the digital age. So obviously yeah. they could easily update the studio. And uh, Peace of Mind is more earthy than this one is more bright, you know. But then again, they recorded Summer in Time there. That's also quite bright. So it's almost going back to that in a sense. And... I don't know, I like it, the production maybe a slight bit more than Book of Souls, but I think they're both great productions. I think that... Um, great drumming. Wow. Yeah. So I like Book of Souls production, I think, is, is very good, uh, other than I think the vocal is a little bit muddled. Uh, and I could have... They sound better. I think he's singing better on Book of Souls, but I think that... Uh, they sound better on this one. They sound better on this one. I agree with that. Yeah, and now that we listen in this context, right, with in our with our analytic goggles on, I listen to it, and I think we're about two and a half, three minutes in. I think. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, two fifty three, and here comes the first chorus. So it's quite an interesting build to do a full length of a radio song, and yeah. then hit the first chorus. They save it for a bit, right? Well, that's because they don't really, you know, they don't really follow those. Uh they don't follow any rules, man. They don't follow anybody's rules. Not really. I mean, that's kind of what they're, yeah, so it's... Yeah, I mean, I said it in a voice, but I'm serious. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's you know, because, uh, you know, and again, this wasn't really, this one, the, the, this time around, this was, the, this was the first single from this, but it was released somewhat unconventionally. And they didn't really, there was no video for it. They didn't no push video. it that way. No. Just artwork. Uh, yeah. The best artwork. I, I would like that to be the artwork for this episode, actually. I like that so much. Uh, sure. I mean, there's that, and there's the one we're going to do next, and that's pretty cool as well. It is. Maybe you can make a mashup. I could. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, we'll, see. we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this song, we're th- three minutes in. Here comes the chorus. Mm. What do you think about the chorus? I like it. It's a... Uh it's big. It's it has this sort of a you know sort of anthem like quality. But I think that when I've heard it live, I miss the ba- I miss the backing vocals when I hear it in the studio version. You prefer live then with Adrian? Yeah, and I mean again, I, I don't. That's the only. I mean that's yeah. So I wish they should did something like that in the studio. But they Let's did, see so. if we can listen to the live version then. I, I, I got it right here. Hold on. Oh, 
Bruce sounds cool too. Great performance on that. Yeah. You could hear a bit of the pre-chorus before. He wasn't really up to snuff. But then when yeah. he hit that chorus, that was done well. And with the addition of Adrian's voice underneath. Yeah. Really good backup vocalist, actually, Adrian. I yeah, think. He, should, he should do more of that. He has a great voice in terms of technique, tone. His pitch is yeah. always good. I mean, if you have that good a pitch on guitar, like second to none, as Christian said, yeah. uh, then obviously you're going to have probably pretty good pitch singing too. But what, yeah. he, but what he lacks is that kind of extra push, star quality, rock and roll, superstar voice. He doesn't have it. And he doesn't need it, uh, but he doesn't have it. So no. him combined with Bruce Dickinson sounds so Perfect. good. It sounds so good. And also I would raise a flag again, and we talked about it before, but for um, Smith, Smith Cotson, uh, the debut. It's been growing on me. I got new favorite tracks now. Uh, now it's uh, You Don't Know Me, I quite mm. like. I quite like that one. I was mad about running before. Uh, really cool album. And on that, you really get like, he sings a few verses, right? Adrian, you can hear him sing clearly. It's like a lead vocal. But then for the chorus, you have that kind of Chris Cornell sure. voice coming yeah. from, from Kotzen. And then you get the same effect as we just heard now. Like you combine that superstar rock voice yeah. with Adrian's mellow man voice. I would call it like that's mellow it's, man voice. Yeah, it's a mellow man voice, isn't it? Or <laughs> would you would you debate that? No, no, I just like that. I just like the sound of funny. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. So the combination is cool, right? Yeah. Have you kept listening to Smith Cotson? Oh yeah, it's, it's it's sort of yeah, it's on there. I mean, I listen to I listen to. You have the vinyl? I have the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I have to get it. I have to get that. Definitely deserves a, a buy. Yeah, I got that. Uh, you know, I, I ordered it as soon as it dropped, uh, so that I, I didn't get the signed thing, but I got the regular version. I would have ordered it, but I don't. I'm not crazy about the artwork. To me, the artwork looks like a PC game from '98. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. it's not horrible, but it's it's not something I'd like to look at. You know. No, but it's it's you know I kind of I it's I'm you know I'm a completionist in the sense that I I do want to have all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I support so, that. I really yeah. do. Uh, we should go to the lyrics soon, I guess. Uh, but Let's get the lyrics we then. Maybe play the, the, the melodic part, the like, solo part. Sure. Yeah, this part. This is the Air Force part. It must have been written yeah. by Harris. I think it's uh, Dave's first coming up, right? Oh, Adrian. Kind of babyish. Here he goes. Here comes Dave. Perfect switch over. This is killer. This is Iron Maiden. Mr. Jack. All three of them get one on this one. Yeah, nice and short, effective. Yeah. This is this is great. And shaft. Very cool. Yeah, wow, that's really good, right? That's how it should be done. Another one of those, like, that was a great solo by, by Yannick there. Effective. Yeah. They all got to present their styles, and none of them were too long. I think the no. whole thing was about a minute. Something like that, anyway. Um, cool solos. Uh, definitely all really good too like all three of them sounding very much like themselves and yeah. being able to do it fairly quickly mm. that's the music of the song like it a lot uh, stands out a little bit right i don't think they're going to pull this one out live a lot i think those two tours 
in conjunction with the album. Yeah, that, that was it probably. I think we haven't. I think we probably won't hear this one live again. No, and um, the chorus was harder for me uh, when it came out, but now I dig it. It's a good chorus. It's kind of bright, bright yeah. and shiny, like a, almost like a power slave type chorus, but with old yeah. ma- with with the older guys. Yeah, no longer athletes, you know, but with the <laughs> athlete in mind or something. Well, they're kind of. I mean, you know, yeah. Come and play, Eldorado. Step this way. Kind of also a bit um, Lizzy, a bit thin Lizzy, like the one in um, uh, Different World. It had a kind of gentle melody, you know. But Bruce sings very, very high, so it gets more urgency. But the melody itself is quite, quite gentle. Dum da dum dum da dum dum. Folky, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we can talk about the lyrics. Yeah, so it's about it's sort of about the financial crisis and the um, yep right. of a uh, two thousand seven two thousand eight. I'll say this: the lyrics are they're fine. I, I don't think they're particularly. I haven't overanalyzed these actually because I haven't really. It's not the most interesting. I mean, there's other stuff that came in the album that I found way more, way more up my alley lyric wise. Uh, but I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts? I really like them, actually. Uh, not so much as poetry, like or you know, not like the beauty of the words or how it's combined. I, I quite like the story of it, actually. It reminds me. It's going to be another South Park reference here, because it rem- reminds me of an episode where um, it's also like concerning financial crisis, bubbles bursting, you know, speculation mm-hmm. bursting, and it's uh, I think Kyle or Stan is in the bank office. He's placing some money and the clerk at the office like, oh, I'm going to place it in this fund or in this, you know, in this stock. Yeah. And uh, as they're standing there, he's typing, okay, it's placed and it's gone. Yeah. Do I really have to do this, Dad? Stan, now more than ever, you need to understand the importance of saving money. But Grandma said I could use this money to buy whatever I want. Okay, next, please. Go on, Stanley. I got a hundred dollar check from my grandma. And my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. What do you mean? I, I have a hundred dollars. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well... Well, what can I do to get back I'm my- I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Hey! Hello, Mrs. Farnickel. How are you today? Making a deposit, are we? Great. We can just put that into your retirement account and make it go to work for you, and it's gone. What? Hey, I'm trying to teach my son the importance of savings. You already lost his money? Oh, Mr. Marsh, d- don't worry. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone! This line is for people who have money with the bank only. Please step aside. So kind of that uh, critique of uh, capitalism reminds me a bit of uh, Be Quick or Be Dead, but maybe more adult version of that one. A little bit more like, a little bit more knowledgeable, more, f- I wouldn't say fact-heavy, but maybe yeah. more in, in the depths of, of this thing, this... Uh, Capitalism. I like that they portray capitalism as a type of monster. Like I'm the jester mm-hmm. with no tears, playing on your fears. I'm a trickster smiling underneath uh, the mask of love and death. 
you know mm. that's that's good lyricism i think that is actually that's pretty cool i, I take back some of the things i said uh, yeah definitely the eternal lie i've told about the pyramids of gold i've got you hooked at every turn your man is left to burn i think it's the kind of it's a good pre-chorus that portrays capitalism as yeah, a beast I, or I, as a monster that you know just yeah fools you yeah yeah i, th- I think I, I think i just gotta sort of like just all right in my in my, in my very brief defense uh this song is bookended it has the a song, the one before it has is literally a fucking star trek reference in it and there's like a post-apocalyptic stuff and there's avalon and there's all this kind of stuff on it so i think that maybe i was more interested in the other stuff in yeah. comparison that's why maybe deep in that more absolutely uh, fine yeah yeah so but yeah you're right it's very it's, yeah that, that bit's pretty cool so but i think yeah for me it was that thing that you also talked about there that made me like okay let's listen to the song and then yeah. i started listening to the lyrics uh, because this was in recent years when i actually care about lyrics i didn't before most metalheads don't i think or even no, rockers yeah. or whatnot but yeah for me that's um, important part of the song that i like yeah definitely right. this is again the portrait of uh, the beast of capitalism really or the trickster fooling you and and yeah. it's gone it's 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 kind of funny we just in the beginning of this episode talked about they're selling you know cd boxes for you know like fucking three three hundred and thirty three euros yeah, <laughs> exactly i mean and they have companies you know they have i think i don't know who counted i think it was Joel in maiden podden our previous guest actually he counted it to i think it was about 48 registered companies under our maiden holdings yeah including sleeping ones like aces high energy drink previously mentioned mm. So they're they're top capitalists, right? No, they're just being smart. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. And I think capitalism is widely agreed that it's quite okay for being so nasty, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that within within the um, and again, you know, I don't want to. Nah, here's what we'll do. Let's just not touch that. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's everything's great. There's nothing wrong in the world. Let's keep going. I don't like it, but I uh, you know accept it. It's two different things. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's that all I meant. If you, you know, you know in I- an ideal world, you know, ideally, it wouldn't exist. I, no, exactly. But it <laughs> yeah. does, and I'm we, with we you don't there. live in ideal or an ideal world. Exactly. Um, yeah. You have to get realistic, right? At yeah. some point, but there are worse sides to it, right? And there are better sides to it. I think, I think also, like when you have like focuses in on like being absolutely yeah. fooled and everything. Yeah, continue. I think when you have a, a big like a band like Iron Maiden, there's probably Besides those forty-eight companies, there's probably so many. Uh, red, they've probably registered so many various trademarks. So many. So probably so much we don't know about. Just on the off chance, some asshole is going to try to use that, and then you know promote something. It could be something really bad. They're trying to use that. Like mm-hmm. like you know like, like like I couldn't go out and start say. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. It's just high energy drink. Then you start sure. high energy drink. Let's say. All right. That. So yeah. so I want to I want to I want to start that, and I want to. Uh, so I want to use the name SSI, sell an, a, a, an energy drink, and let's let's say let's say it's a, a dangerous one. I think they're all kind of dangerous. I'm going to be honest. Um, they're not awesome for your health, no. No. So the, I'm selling something that's very unhealthy, uh, and let's say I'm giving all the money to I don't know the KKK, and I'm doing it in their name. They probably wouldn't like that. So now when they own all these things, they don't they don't, they don't got to worry about it because then they can just sort of like. And I know that's an no. extreme ridiculous example. I think it's a good example because it yeah. tells of the the beast of capitalism. Yeah. How you have to do these defense moves just so yeah. no one else goes on that. You know, it's a wild ride sort of and that's why you know Eldorado come and play take a ticket for the show. Yeah. So I think you're kind of bang on actually. It's not a bad example. It's a really good example of what yeah. this song is about. The, yeah. You know, the crazy ride of capitalism and 
Yeah, makes it a good song for me. Uh, like it a lot. I wouldn't say it has to go on the list, though. I'm fine. No, with I don't it think it goes going, not for me either. I'm fine with it not going. I think yeah. the reason I like it so much is because I used to dislike it so much, yeah. and it pro- it's proven itself over time. So, really cool song, cool topic matter. Maybe not maiden-ish topic matter. I think Fergal was onto that when we talked with him. It's maybe yeah. fitting other bands, but for me, yeah, cool. I think they maidenized a slightly more political topic. By, I think, I think, by well, making, I think it beast, they're you know, making it the trickster, the jester yeah. with no tears, they mythologized capitalism. That's yeah. why it's cool. That's why I like it a lot. But it doesn't necessarily have to put it on the top fifty because of that. We, we've, we've mentioned several times that you know that they don't really they don't really get too much into politics. I think there is a lot of stuff like that in there, but it's it's cleverly woven in. It's like like for instance, you don't need a song. Like we talked about it, we were in, the, in this point. We talked about it in a week from now, or maybe. Well, we'll see. It's, we talked about it in the future. That's the main thing. Yeah. We did the uh, Evil Diamond do. Yeah, that, next week you know, probably. Yeah. The, the best, the best kind of songs that are lyric wise. I think when they're when they're when they can be about something, but not obviously too obvious. You don't know, have not, not doesn't need to be too much on the nose. Stay um, with their universal quality. Yeah. There you go. Okay, here's a big one. Indeed, a big and long one. And uh, this is the episode, this is the part of the episode where I initially planned for Eric to be on because I know it's one of his favorite tracks of the entire catalog. I think it's in his top three. And uh, uh, I have hinted before that I don't really like this track. So I thought the dynamic could be interesting. Uh, But now since he's been confirmed non-available, I kind of had to change my going in perspective a bit. So oh, not I pl- really. I played I it. Think. I mean, I still have the same perspective, the same thoughts on the song, but I had to go in and maybe listen a bit more and and find uh, the redeeming facts of the song. So I've done that. Uh, similar opinion still, but uh, we'll get to it as we kind of progress along. I guess first we could just present the song. It's the longest song in their whole catalog. It's still going to be the longest song after Senjutsu. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 18 minutes 20 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It closes Book of Souls. Written by Mr. Bruce Dickinson. Alone, just as the opening track of the same album. Yeah. Um, he bookends the Book of Souls. Mm-hmm. So we have a... It's called Empire of the... We, we probably said it. Empire of the Clouds, obviously, is what we're talking about here. Yeah, it says so in the title as well. So Yeah. yeah. Bruce won a MIDI piano or some kind of digital piano in a raffle, he said. Mm-hmm. So he won this piano and he started messing about. Came up with the main line, which I will edit in right here. The main line goes um, like this. So this, I think, is kind of the origin of the song, what he came up with while messing around with this Raffin yeah. one keyboard. And piano has never been in Maiden before. It's a brand new thing, or maybe a single time thing, that it happens once and never again. They never kind of used a sampled piano in any song. That's right, they haven't, yeah. Or a real piano for that matter. Uh, so the, the start of the song is like from, if you look at classic composition, an overture. So that means that he introduces several of the themes to come yeah. during this start. you know, And that, I think that's when he started to get into this 
idea of writing some type of heavy metal symphony about an airship, right? Yeah, who, who, yeah, you know, shock and awe. Yeah, of course, it's about aviation in some way. Yeah, um. yeah it definitely <laughs> is, and it's about aviation in a weird way for me. A little bit weird because it's about an accident, and mm. you know, for me, like. Flight of Icarus is grand, this mythology. It's also a bit aviation, right? With those wings flying up there. Uh, but yeah. that's kind of a massive. But for me to write a song around a, an accident, it's kind of like the movie Titanic or the Swedish Vasa ship that also went down. It's like, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe too minor in a way for me. Like a traffic accident initially is what it is. Albeit a big one. So I don't, so, really, wait, wait, wait. I don't really get the emotional... Ah, from it, you know, it's not like it's not so grand to me. What do you think about the lyrical? Topic? I mean, I think generally speaking, in traffic accidents, probably several hundred or upwards of thousand people don't die. Usually, that probably you know. I know I said I'll be a grand one, yeah, right. Yeah, because with that logic, then any any kind of thing is could be reduced to the traffic equivalent of it. Of course, yeah, but it's something that kind of yeah. But uh, I'm not going to talk a lot of lyrics, so let's start with lyrics and let's hand the ball to you. All right, here's what we'll say. I, there's, I don't, I'm not going to try to bury the lead here, so I'm going to say I do like this song. I'll say that that much. Uh, probably not as much as Eric, Eric Arke, but uh, I, I like the story. I like the, you know, I've, I've since then sort of looked up stuff. This is about the R101 um, airship that, uh, uh, again, as you stated, uh, is an accident. It was a experimental airship. Uh, its first flight was on 14th of October, 19, 1929. And I gather, oh, I don't know. I'm, there's so much here. I don't remember. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to do cliff notes on the Wikipedia article. You can do it yourself. But you know, I do. I do like it. I like the story. I like how it, I like that kind of thing. It's kind of like what's you know. It's um, um, it's different for, for what, from what he usually does, which is kind of cool. That is true. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, not talking about aviation. That's the same. But the story. That's, the, the, song, that's just, yeah, yeah. The, the type of story and the type of song is way different, and yeah. it has that. He's going for symphonic. Yeah. And that's kind of where I start to get some problems with this track. That All I right. think I think he's aiming too high in this song. Mm. I think for the first few minutes, up until seven minutes, we'll talk about what happens then, but now let's stay within that. I think it stays pretty good. It's consistent um, compositionally. Like it's well composed, it flows, introduces themes without being start-stop. Uh, the verses are good. The playing is good. Um, but the piano thing is done wrong in my opinion like why didn't they get someone that can play piano instead they used a the computer to do it and to me it's so clear to my ears that this is a midi run computer yeah. a problem i'm sure not everyone has it's also like a bit from my profession right that I, yeah. I i start hearing that this is absolutely super duper tight which means they also had to play it to a click track because they have to play with a computer right yeah and i think uh, arke had a comment on on the use of click track well, let me find it here. Uh, I got it here. So he wrote, The Click. One thing, and this is uh, Mr. Arco here, one thing that I have mixed feelings about is the fact that it's done to a click track. I think up until the part that starts at 9.15, uh, what a... Uh, That's the point where Nico stops tapping his left foot on the hi-hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, in one way, it's interesting to hear Maiden do something to a click, and Nico certainly shows... His old colors as a session drummer in this one, which is a cool point. Yeah, there's one thing, however, uh, that suffers is to the extent that uh, to an extent is the maiden groove. Yep, and yeah, yep. I can kind of get what you feel. Yeah, I get that a little bit. Mm. 
you can tell they're way too focused uh, in a new way when recording. Especially Steve is pretty laid back and in the pocket compared to what he would wouldn't could play in a normal tune. Yeah, so it's restrained. It's restrained by the click, basically. Yeah. What do you think about that? I have some points on it, but I, I can agree with that. What happens to me when I hear it is that I feel like it sounds like a demo because I hear the computer. Again, not everyone will have this problem. It's a problem for me. But I, it sounds a bit like a demo, like we put down the parts, you yeah. know, we arrange the parts to a click track, and then obviously they had to still play it to a click. And I'm wondering, why not bring in a proper piano player? It's not that expensive because the parts is not, it's not hard. He could play it straight no. out of the MIDI, the same notation as the MIDI computer is using, but he could play with some dynamics. So it wouldn't sound like so flat. Yeah, they could get Michael to do it. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's not that hard. My sister could play that, for example. She's a classic pianist, and she wouldn't yeah. charge a ton for doing that. You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, find someone in Paris, probably a bum on the street that can play piano. In, if you're in Paris, you know, I don't know if you want him in the studio. But anyway, uh, like I said before in the beginning of the episode, I played Empire of the Clouds, and then Empire State of Mind came up with Alicia Keys. Uh, and there, so they use sample keyboard there too. But in the chorus, for example, but it's done with better dynamics, it's smoother. It's more like musical to my ears. So, in conclusion of this long rant, the first seven minutes are pretty good composed, but they're a little bit hurt by the meaty feeling of it. Yeah, and I'm being a bit snobbish. Well, no, I get what you. I get what you mean. It hasn't wasn't a problem for me. I'll say that. Um, that hasn't. My problems come a little bit further down the line in the song, um, but. It's different, and that's cool. I mean, like for instance, we, we were speaking a couple episodes ago, you know, you know, praising them for doing something different when they did, you know, uh, the writing on the wall. Definitely. So just you know, yeah. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think it works here too. Um, it's not my top three favorite songs, but it's it, it, I, I do enjoy. It. But so here's something interesting that I just found, sure, and we're sure. going to listen to a bit of this um, because uh, infamously asked if they could they're going to do this live. They were kind of saying, well, you know, I think someone said it was going to be too difficult to pull off. They're probably not going to do that. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. So they said it's going to be, they wouldn't want to do it or they can't do it or they think it's going to be difficult. That's probably true. But here we go. Look at this.
I've seen this band before too. They got a whole orchestra up here. Tons of reed and stuff. So they can do it. Well, anyway, so there's someone who can play this entire thing live. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the same. They said, you know, sometimes they cop out with that. They were asked about the Nomad, and they just said, we can't bring the camels on tour. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't want to do it. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Fair. And it's, you know, maybe not the. I wouldn't want them to do it live. I can be clear about that, you know. I'd rather hear any other song than this one live, because that mm. would take up such a chunk of the set list, and I don't like it. So uh, I'm happy. That I think they... that's, I think that's, that's probably one of the reasons why they wouldn't do it now, because it's too difficult to do. Exactly, exactly. Children of the Beast, however, that's what you played, and they do it really well. Cool version. Available at your local YouTube store. Exactly. I sat through it, not even being a fan of the song, because it's yeah. well done. You know, as a as a yeah. music. Uh, Producer, I like to see that mm. it's well organized and well done with the whole orchestra. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, so I like it. So anyway, so yeah, so uh, where the fuck were we? We're about seven minutes in. Uh, I need a more fucking word. Yes, I'm gonna have a little bit more of a drink here to finish this song out. There we go. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the lyrics, like I said, it, it's different from what they, the kind of stuff Bruce usually does. Um, but it's obviously something he, he's very, he's very fascinated by. For sure. Uh, you know, being a you know aviation. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he's he's uh, vaguely fascinated with aviation. Um, vaguely, slightly. Yeah. So it's um, I don't have any problems with the lyrics per se. Um, Me they're kind of actually. done in that. They're okay. They're kind of done in that sort of very non-Bruce sort of like a Steve Harris kind of. Hold on, one, one second. Oh, salt a little whiskey, Halston. Um, got. Yeah, so they're, they're sort of done in the sort of non-Bruce kind of Steve Harris kind of way, where it's like. If I if I just sang the Wikipedia article about this thing, you'd, you'd probably get pretty much the same thing. I mean, not really, but it's it's very just sort of you know listing facts yeah. about this ship, yeah, and it kind of works. I, mean, I think it works better here than it does in a lot of other things. You know, because there's a bit of a we discussed or it's been discussed in um, we did Alexander, I think that it's been sort of said that song is just Steve, you know. You know, you know. Yes, essentially, it's like singing a, 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 a Wikipedia article. Yep. Now Bruce is more poetic than that, I think. <coughs> yeah, but it's still just like a hub, but listing things about this airship. Yeah, and it, it is very fascinating. That, that I'll Some give cool it. You know, facts: again, I, the Titanic fits inside. Everyone notices that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he kind of describing the whole scene with these uh, upper class people um, with uh, yeah. uh, brandy and cigars. Yes. And uh, to ride the storm, you know, that's how he starts the whole thing. That's kind of the tagline for the first verse, with the start of every sentence, to ride the storm. Yeah. And I think that's like, in my opinion, to ride the storm would have been cooler if they knew they were going to ride a storm. It's because they're not leaving to ride a storm. They're leaving to drink whiskey and, no, brandy and smoke cigars, you know. They're yeah. Not, they're not heading in to ride the storm. So for me, it's kind of making them heroic while they are just rich assholes they're gonna crash but okay now i'm being very blunt by choice here uh, but it's just something that doesn't completely pull me into this story and it says to ride the storm to a kingdom that will come i think they're just going from britain to uh, paris right how far yeah are but it's also going i mean here? the idea i mean again this is me being uh, you know i think we're uh, okay uh, people welcome to write in and correct me because I, I I obviously don't know, but I think the ideal was and sort of the um, the 
the title of this implies that the idea was, you know, the, the Britain they were, they, were, they were trying to go for something bigger with this. They were trying to do something more. This, this if this had worked, something more would have happened. Okay, so there happen. were ambition, basically. Yes. So it didn't work out as a song is, that's what the song is kind of about. But, the, you know, the idea of the, you know, like a bunch of airships that was going to be, if you look at any kind of like, like you know, futuristic kind of thing from back in the day, you know, they, would assume, you know, they, they thought airships were going to be all over the place. We don't really have them anymore. Uh, maybe that would have been different if this kind of didn't, you know, like the, like the two airships you know about are like the two ones that, cra- you know, two big crashes. There's this one and the Hindenburg. And then, uh, neither of them ended very well and neither of them make me feel like I want to go on an airship. Right. Um, and they so, uh, they also rule the seas before, you know, rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. Yeah. So it would be logical so they to, to do, start they ruling to the, the skies as well. So. They have the Empire of the Skies, right? The Empire. Yeah. The Empire. Yeah. The yeah. British Empire. Doing jolly good, my friend. No, but anyway, it's kind of an experiment in a way, and that makes it cooler for me to think about it more like an experiment or a big ambition. Yeah. So when they're riding the storm to the unknown, something rather, you know, it, 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 you know, it, so I think that's what it's that's about more so than that, you know. So I, I, I get I get what you mean about the fact that they weren't heroic per se, but the idea of the you know the whole the whole it's, I think it's more the endeavor or the more the idea of it. Yeah, there was an ideal he, in it, yeah. I guess. So I think that's a actually good point for me to yeah. take in there. It kind of changes my perspective a slight. No. But I never really had a problem with the lyrics. I think Bruce no. is quite tight when it comes to lyrics. He never really shits the boat too much no. lyrically. No, he's good at it. He's poetic. I would call him a quite poetic guy. Yeah, you'd probably, yeah, yeah definitely. I would say, say so. He has that dramatic, poetic flair, storyteller, brilliant at that. Uh, I don't think many of his lyrics are bad. Most of them are brilliant, in fact. Yeah. And this one is maybe not brilliant to me, but definitely it's all right. The lyrics don't have a problem, really. No. There's a lot of song to get through here, and there's bits that we do, I do have problems with. And I'm sure there's bits you you also have problems with beyond what you've mentioned. Yeah, and we also have quite a bit for so we can maybe move on from lyrics for the time being because we have. Quite I think a bit we, of we can say there. that we're done with the lyrics, and also we're done yeah. with the music up until seven minutes in, because yeah. we kind of discussed that already. But seven minutes yeah. in, it changes, right? We come into this. I love this bit. Or the bit that just started there. Yeah, but the bit that we just listened to, uh, I think that's the um, Morse code SOS. Yeah, Isn't that's it? cool. It is, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Let's see, uh, Eric made a comment here. The ghost guest. Oh. The ghost of Eric Arca guesting us while he's preparing for gigs. Okay, so here we go. Uh, they use the Morse code for SOS throughout the song in, it's a very old school prog rock trick, and I myself I really like that. And then it says six fifty seven, for example. So they use it several times then, and oh. uh, it is an old school trick. Um, obviously, do you know what I'm thinking about in the prog rock book in using these kind of things? No, no. Um, it's Rush. Why? Why is that? Oh, spells the letters for for the home airport. You know, because YYZ mm-hmm. is an instrumental, but it's about traveling and it's, yeah, about, it's about coming home. Yeah. You know, the song has exotic parts where which should be like you're abroad and then 
is the mm. kind of ties together by the Morse code for, for their airport. So here they do it with SOS. And I think another case of this is a common trick. Uh, one by Metallica, I think the length of the double kick bursts mm. also forms some kind of emergency message. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that, I'm, that I'm familiar yeah. with, yeah. So it's an old trick, and that's why I'm not as big a fan as Eric of this. Uh, I don't think it's so cool. Uh, it's cool that they kind of degrade in tempo. They do the, uh, what's the word, retardando on it. It goes slower and slower. That's kind of mm -hmm. cool, but I'm not so into the idea. I don't think it's too clever at this point anymore. But it's clever in the context of what it would be, because they would have sent it out by a Morse code, wouldn't they have? It is. It is clever in terms of doing... One thing that I've said I loved about this band is that they sometimes paint the pictures with the music, and they definitely yeah, I mean, do that here. So, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't it make more sense in this context for there to be a Morse code thing than say in the Metallica song? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe the best one to me would be Y Y Z. Then, like that's how it's done perfectly because that sounds really cool too. It's a cool riff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this is isn't one of the low points. No, it's just what happens. And then we get into the next part. So yeah. let's give that a quick listen and then you take the head on it. Yeah. So what you get here is yeah. this very airborne vibe, right? It's yeah, I love that whole bit. Up in the air. It's major key. -na 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 -na. Very, like, heroic kind of sounding kind of stuff. Yeah, the Jonian scale, actually. Which, uh, like, uh, my nickname, Jonis, here in Sweden. Oh. Jonian. And uh, oh, yeah. someone told me, it's, it's, that it's just a major scale. But when you look at it from that perspective, a Jonian, it's supposed to be a kind of a longing for home or a heroic vibe. That's how it was, like, the scale was initially intended. Then it became this pop scale. You know, that every uh, easy pop song maybe would have. But Ionian means that kind of longing for home or hopefulness and a bit of glory to it. And I think uh. another good part of the song, actually. I don't have too much criticism at this point. No, that bit I love. I think that's great. Um, Quite maiden, too, I think. It's yeah, it's very maiden. This, bit, this bit's really cool. Uh, we're so far, so we're like, what? At this point, we've got to be... This part goes on until like about... Well, we've got 10 minutes left of the song, but with some jumps, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. So they develop that theme, they go back to the SOS thing. And at this point they go into this. Yeah. Kind of classic triplet. I like this bit too. Uh, I'm not crazy about it, but I can't say I dislike it. It's maybe a bit stock to me, like a very quickly composed. It sounds to me like come up with that on a on a dime, but uh, yeah, it's all right too. We're gonna jet along because it's a long song. It is. You get the solos. I think it's just one, actually. Yeah. 
going to dive deep into solos because there's a lot of music here. But what they do is they do the solos and then they transition into another theme of the song, another movement, which is the actually quite a cool riff, I think. The I like that bit too. I mean, the, the bit we just came out of before this and the solos bit sound very um, like he was writing a song and realized, oh yeah, I need to make this sound like an Iron Maiden song. Right. Uh, this is where the songs start to get a bit disjointed to me. There's so much stuff here that is just there because I think he, he, he felt he needed to have it there uh, to make it sound more um, like a uh, maiden maiden or even orchestral, right? Orchestral. Yeah, then, I, I don't even think it's even that because the bits that I don't like are the bits that sound like you can probably find them in any given, you know, song, uh, maiden mm-hmm. song. And I think that you could tight it, you know, tight it up a little bit more. You could easily. I'm just gonna. I'm just ballparking it here, but maybe you could probably get rid of at least say like four minutes of stuff that just is just, uh, you know, uh, essentially just tracks getting to more exciting parts. Um, and it would still be a long song at that point. It's just that, you know, it's, it just wouldn't be the longest. There's, 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 there's enough, there's enough stuff on there in there. And there's enough cool things that you don't need the, that thing you just played now is very bland. and sounds like, it sounds like someone trying to write an Iron Maiden thing. Right. And then, okay. Now just let, I'm just going to rip into the criticism here. At this point, right. it's starting to get disjointed. So the whole grandiose vibe of I'm writing a heavy metal orchestra type, you know, piece. I'm not writing a song. I'm writing an orchestral piece. That's the vibe I get from it. And that's a high horse to ride on, which could be done. But at this point, it's starting to get very chopped up into parts, like you addressed. Mm. Like just putting part after part. And of course, the MIDI keys are gone now. So that's a good thing. They kind of made the start feel a bit like a demo. But now this feels like a demo because it feels like the unedited song. We're just adding parts and you might remove them later kind of thing. And you, maybe you should have removed a couple of them later. At this point, I'm, it's really losing me at this point. Like so many triplet riffs, one after another, in different tempos. I'm losing, I'm losing the plot here. I'm not excited anymore. Uh, the one good part of this is the, the horns. I like the horns. They sound yeah. kind of like uh, In Her Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond soundtrack. I like them. John Barry Orchestra, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And we're 12 minutes in now, so we're not like dragging this out into infinity. Well, see, so maybe we should read some more of Arca's stuff. Yeah, good idea. All right. So he wrote a lot. Let's see. Uh, the bad, perhaps, because I was on the bad. You see, yeah, we're about to get to, we're we're about to get to that in a second uh, in the song. But yeah, you you can go ahead and read that. Uh, Should I read it? Uh, you go, you go. All right. So the somewhat stumped groove of the first half of this this is part of the, uh, the the bad. Uh, so the somewhat stumped groove of the first half of the song is he's obviously not a fan of that. We just said and yeah. the, the, there's a part at uh, thirteen forty one in within parentheses the Reaper is standing beside you is not his favorite dot dot dot. And that's the riff uh, yeah. we just heard. You know that, that was that da 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 that riff. But when it comes back yeah. with vocals, yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh no, yeah, I was gonna say I mean, I, don't, I don't mind that bit. I I, I mind the. The um, um, the stiffness, or I'm I mean I mind I'm like I said the things I mind are just the fact that there's so much stuff that you could you could type the song I mean mm-hmm. like 
Rhyme Nation Mariner doesn't feel like 14 minutes. No. No, not at this all. This song feels like 18 minutes. Yeah. You know. Or no, maybe it doesn't feel like 18 minutes. It feels like... It feels longer. It, feel, it, feel, it feels how long it is in it a bad way. In a sense that, you know, it feels unfinished. You know, but I don't. I don't agree with that. But I, I agree. With that. I think that. I think that you completely dis- disagree with that, or you see some merit in that. I, I get. I get where you kind of okay coming from. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I yeah. I, I can. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't have to agree with me. I'm glad mm-hmm. that when people love made and I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a par- partial. 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 Agree. Yeah, yeah. So no, but I, th- I, th- I think that there's so much stuff you could. You could. You could, you could tighten this up and make it a lot better song. Uh, I, I do like this song. Yeah. Actually, we're coming uh, up to my favorite part in a while. It's still to come. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this yeah, as, as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as we get past all this stuff in the middle. Yeah. And there's sort of like you hear the there's the there's a um, uh, a big gong and there's the, it slows down a bit. All that stuff, the rest of it. Love it. Love yeah. every second of it. I would also say the solo is not used beneficially for the song. No, that's fades, the thing. It's there. It it's there because out. you're supposed it's to just, have one. Yeah, it's just there, and it kind of even fades out at the end. Feels like an ugly edit to me. Again, I'm getting uh, professional, professionally disabled in as a listener here. But just, uh, I, I don't like the way they faded out the solo. It sounds yeah. like they're just just thrown in there. Okay, let's no. say that you just thrown in there. But we're yeah, kind of, that's, that's 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 my point. That's like it says it's there because you're supposed to have that in an Iron Maiden song. I think that's a very fair point. That you're making, but again, if he just if you're going to do something different, because this is a different kind of song, do it all. Do it. Do a song. Maybe maybe you don't have traditional solos in it. Yeah. Even you know you could just tons of stuff that could have been done, and instead of what ended up being there, and there's like if you, you could just you could just you know edit out a bunch of stuff in the middle, and this would be a you know fucking amazing song. And I do think it is really good. The ending, the beginning, some of the bits in the middle, and the ending are phenomenal. I love it. But there's just so much sort of. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, no. there's a lot. There's a lot of tracks to get to really nowhere in the middle, and I don't really. I think now that I'm on the the path of criticism, I'm going to stay on it, and then it would be a bit of a good bad sandwich as I get back to what I like. Um, and I think there's another song by an American band called Symphony X. It's called The Odyssey. It's 24 minutes. It's symphonic metal, symphonic heavy metal mm-hmm. of a traditional shape. I love that song. It was my most played song in 2017. I think it's great, and I think that's how you do it because the transitions are great. They always yeah. work in that song. I don't think all transitions work in this one. And it's, it kind of takes on this cloak of being a huge orchestral piece, or as you say, maybe just a huge Iron Maiden song. That could be the case too. But it mm. kind of doesn't fully deliver. I mean, if you listen to The Odyssey by Symphony X, it's not about the shops. They, are, they have a lot of shops, but it's not about that. Iron Maiden played this song great. Everyone is playing great. The piano is shit, but everything else is done perfectly. It's more about the composition. That if you make mm. this kind of statement, 20 minutes, heavy metal epic, it needs to be better, better composed. That's, you know, that's kind of the end of my heavy criticism in this episode. That I think yeah. it's just a bit, it becomes pretentious. It becomes a bit pompous and it becomes a bit amateurish and disjointed. That's the problem with this song for me. I, I'll, get, I, I'll give you there's a bit of disjointedness in the middle. I will give you that. Um, let's see what more... Uh, we go back to the, the, the weighty tome that Arke wrote for us here. Sure. Uh, so he says, I love the story of the song and the way Bruce tells it. So that's, you know, him, you know, I love that. I'm, I agree. I agree. That's kind of fair. Yeah. Kind of fair. I don't yeah. love the story, but I think it's a, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. 
I love it. And uh, he said, uh, and Nick goes symphonic approach, and he uses a uh, bowed gong. Tiz Jones really shows that he's one of the best heavy metal drummers uh, that this world has produced. I, I agree with that. It's, I agree it's with very, that, obviously, yeah. Um, uh, the meter of the verses really bears some resemblance to old British folk tunes, and you can uh, can at least to my ears tell that the vocals uh, and and not a what? Oh yeah, and yeah, not the, the beat is driving exactly, force in the first the half of the song. Yes. the song. Yeah, I agree with I agree that too. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, good points, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Good good on you, Eric. And then we read before uh, the SOS thing, so that we already yeah. touched on. But yeah, all right. Yeah, good so, points. And, That's uh, why I wanted to make for the episode, because I need to have these kind of points to me as I'm staying so critical. Yeah. yeah. So he says, in conclusion, this one goes for me. This this one goes on the list for me. I hope, uh, I hope for my life I uh, may never try to do this song live. This is a studio album song. Unless they have full orchestra, maybe a, a choir. Well, that'd be cool. Well, I, I, I don't agree there. I mean, for me, it would be, it depends on the context. I don't think it's worth, I think that if it's kind of like a, um, I don't know if they're doing something like maybe with an orchestra. I don't want them to do that. I agree with him. I don't. I don't even want them to do something with an orchestra. Iron Maiden is a live rock band. I mean, Metallica when they did S and M, they had to play to a mm. click because obviously they couldn't rehearse with the orchestra; it would be too expensive. And I don't want Maiden to do that. And I don't think. I know, think it could yeah. be cool. I think it would be cooler if they did it than they did. I think it would sound. There's stuff they could do that would sound a lot better than if them. And then. I mean, let's put it like this. I don't want them to do it. But if they decide to do it, I'm going to support it. Yeah, I mean, I think if they did that in that kind of context, this would fit. Yeah, sure. Um, another point here that I'm reading from his long email. Of course, one could argue that the overture is a tad bit too long. It could have been shortened down. But then again, does uh, it does put yours truly in a good place when it plays. So maybe not. And with that one, I don't think the overture is too long. I have no problems with the length of the song, really. It's more about when it kind of crumbles uh, as they just add yeah. parts around this solo part that we just wear on, you know. So the length is fine. It's just that doing it that long, it puts pressure on it, in my opinion. It could have been better. It's a far cry from Seventh Son, you know. It's a far cry from Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner or Alexander the Great or even Red and the Black, I think, is way better, in my opinion. Well, he also writes, a song like Empire is, in, in my humble opinion, his humble opinion, to be approached uh, by a listener like one would uh, approach a classical symphony or such. Right. And I kind of agree with that because I think that you got to, there's the way it's built. Yep, yeah, yeah. You don't listen to this like you would. I mean, it's not a traditional regular yeah. day at the office Iron Maiden song. No, I'm going to be an asshole again. I listen to mm. classic music, classical music, and it's nowhere near the level of composition. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's nowhere near what they did in those days. It's just way too simplistic for, for putting that, mounting that high horse of listening to it as a symphonic. It doesn't, you know, it holds like they would, they would laugh at it. The classical composers, they would laugh at this, you know. Mm. I don't think that had anything to do with his point, though. Uh, no, no, that's only my point. About, I know, but, know, I, but, I, but I, I, I think okay, my point, point yeah. is that I agree with him. I approach it yeah. like that. But when I approach it like that, I do that with, I actually approach it like that, right? And that puts harder uh, perimeters around, or not harder perimeters, but it makes me criticize it in a different way. Because I don't approach the trooper, I don't compare that to Bach, I don't compare that to Beethoven. No, but that's also written in a very different kind of way, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, it's not it. symphonic. But then, as he said, you should approach this song as a symphonic piece, then I do, and then it's not good enough. That's my opinion, that's not the facts, right? No, yeah, exactly, so yeah. you can't, yeah. And I mean, uh, I knew I was going to be an asshole on this episode, I just, uh, you know, I, 
Maybe, maybe it's better he's not here for this. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was slightly worried about that, but now he's here in spirit, and I know a lot of people. Yeah, that I, like let this me song. just say, making sound, he's not dead. That's now what's going. On. <laughs> That's true. I keep talking about ghosts and spirits and shit. He's, he's definitely yeah. not. He's, he's dead. fine. He's no, over. He's, he's absolutely he's, he's fine. Probably stuff, sleeping at this time, though. Yeah, there, yeah. So this one, yeah. he, he has no idea, no idea what's going around, around. I don't think I have more like uh, shit to spew on the song. I, I, I don't want to be that critical, but I think. Especially that fact that he just listed. It was not me that him. They said that you approach it like a classical piece. And then I think it's so inferior. Like they can't compete in that realm. This is a heavy metal band. But again, but that's also a matter of taste and opinion, isn't it? That's not Yeah, yeah. But I would think that most people that are listening to classical music would find this piece rather naive and a bit shit, to be honest. Yeah, I get sure. You know. But that also had nothing to do with why he said that though. Correct, because he he was saying no, I, no. I, I, he I was that, more said that uh, that's how you want to approach it. But if I follow that, which I believe I should, I agree with him, right. right? I follow it. I end up in this in this classical composer world or piece, Fine. and then it's not good. That's just what I'm saying. It's definitely not fact based, not at all. It's just no. Uh, I honestly don't like it, so I have to be honest here. I can't like. Dress no, I know. I get that. I get that. I get that, and I understand what you mean. But I think that I don't think that the um, yeah. I'd, I, because I think that the way I interpreted what he said was it's to be viewed as something like a longer piece with various different parts and movements. So you could almost see those as separate. Like, like if this was a fucking Dream Theater album, it would be split up into like five songs probably. Yeah. Um, not, not... Or movements, you know. It's like mo movements. Like movements, you know. Yeah, so I think that's what he was going for. And that's why I said... Yeah, yeah. I understand what you mean. I understand. I think I agree with you. I just don't think that was the point. No, no, no. It just sends me down that path, right? That's all what right, I'm saying. Whatever. Because I know he loves it, right? And he's, no, I, he, I know, I know that too. again. Yeah, and, and I he, agree with you. And he's, I think, more musical than I am. I'm just going to add that Eric Arke knows more than I do. I think I'm, I'm guessing now, but I think he knows more than I do about the composition and music theory. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's he knows pretty... more. I know a lot, but I think he knows more. So I'm not saying like I'm coming in with a professional, better opinion or anything. It's just that this attitude sends me down a track when it becomes an inferior piece. Sadly. No. Or um, naturally, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I, I, of course, I wanted to like it. It just didn't, no. didn't work for me. All right. I mean, that's fine, too. I mean, that's, you know, that's... Uh, but to turn uh, that yeah. note around, we can listen to my favorite part. It's coming up right, here. All right, let's do that. I like this part. I like this, too, yeah. I think this is brilliant, actually. Great work from Nico. Different. And then back to this. Also going back to that again, I, I don't like, and even Eric said that's not his favorite part, right? Those verses. Yeah. A bit strained. And then basically what happens after this is they will return to the, the main melody again. Towards yeah. the end they kind of conclude the story. But that's the music of it. I've been bitching a lot, so sorry about that. But you know, you have to well, put your heroes yeah, you gotta, to you, text. You right? be, the point is, you know, it's yeah, subjective. You're, you're it's doing, subjective. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be to do. Right, so that's right. fine. Subjective. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as well. So everyone's right, doing right. good. 
Um, no, I, I think the last bit. I don't know why I put it there because he, he's it's it's strained. I would have put it somewhere else. Uh, um, yeah, but that's. But the, I like everything else in that. It's fine. It's you know, and I just think that it maybe sort of could have adjusted it somehow because the, he's strain, straining a bit there. The pause riff. I love that. I think that's pure, yeah. pure class. That's really cool. It doesn't remind me of orchestra, but it reminds me of big band. We talked about yeah. that with uh, in the drums of the beast, you know, Gene Krupa, that kind of stuff, you know, show music. You can hear the brass even in the riff. Interesting rhythm, and as you've been um, rightfully addressing throughout this song, it's different for Maiden. They're doing something yeah. different, and that's maybe why I have to, in the end, accept this song. That it, at least they're trying something different. Maybe I think the horse back is too high up there. Doesn't re Bruce doesn't really ride that horse so well. And uh, I mean, it's not your favorite either, right? It doesn't really. No, it's not my favorite. It's not my top three. Like I said, I do, I do very much enjoy it. So, out of uh, interest on this album, how does it rank for uh, you? Oh, um, I haven't thought of it that way. But again, I don't. I, I'm not going to come here. So here's what I'll say. It, oh, it is in the top four, but I don't want to commit to having to figure out what the other ones are. <laughs> okay, sure. I know that you like Tears of a Clown, for example. That's on there, too. Uh, I think right. I like that more. Red than the Black, maybe? That's on there, too. Oh, so we're going to do it anyways. All right, yeah. so yeah, okay. So, Eternity. Book of, book of title track. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, I really like uh, If Eternity Should Fail. Yeah. Uh, Me, too. Love it. Yeah, so Red than the Black, I like that one. Um. And I guess this one or Tears of the Clown, one of those two. So it's mm. the top five, maybe. Okay, so it's still up there, man. You still, still, you still dig it. And in. for me, I'm gonna say it's not gonna stay on. I know that. No, I'm gonna like completely veto it out at the end. Well, yeah, like you might not be able to. Defend if I'm again. not able to, and if it's defendable, of course I'm gonna have to abide. Obviously, you know? yeah. obviously I have to abide. If it's like, uh, but it's, we've said that you and me are the supreme judges, so that that hinges on you. But yeah. if well, really my point being it, is, yeah, I think if you, yeah. we, have, we, have, we haven't specified how the, ends, how the end game is going to work. We haven't figured that out. No, yet. we just specified that you and me will be supreme judges on an equal level. Sure. And that means that, yeah, you could, you could manage to put it in the top 50. But of course, I wouldn't want that in a million years. I think it's in the bottom, no. bottom 50, frankly, or bottom 10 for me. You know? right. I, just, well, I just don't feel it that. I don't, I don't feel the tune. I don't listen to it, but I listen to it mm -hmm. more now. And mm -hmm. it's, gotten a little, it's gotten a little bit better. You know? I had to. Well, I think that when, we, when eventually, because again, we don't, we'll sort of figure this out as we go along. But I think that I know that when we eventually do go through the whole list, yep. that I know two of the people who will be there to probably help out of this, and I know at least one of them is on your side in this, uh, way more than I am. So you, you you will definitely have the numbers. We'll try and make it even, you know, some way. We'll because. The list is not about winning, right? It's not about then no, I could no, just no, put, no. I just my, put, it's, like, it's put a, my own list out there if I wanted to be my list. It's about being the podcast list, yeah. I mean, the the way I've envisioned the end of this is that we have a round table of people, all kinds of guests from the years. Yeah. We we'll have to pick like a like a solid like a like a maybe six people or five maybe even, and we'll have to go vote in individual tracks. That's how I you know. Yeah, I think so too. And then at that point, I know for in fact that this doesn't have the votes to force it through. And that's fine, because I don't necessarily think it belongs in the top 50 either. And in fact, you know what? 
No, no, you're right. Here's what we're going to do. This is not going on the list. I'm not going to put it on there either, I don't think. But it's, it's, it's almost there. If me. Eric would have been on the episode, maybe then we would have to put it on. But I don't want to. Also, I didn't put Eldorado on. I didn't put Eldorado on. I like that song. I like that song. But I just had the feeling that it's not going to stay there. No. You know what? Okay. To make it, since he's not here, and in memory of a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> It was not meant to be an elegy this episode. He's completely yes. alive, doing well. He says he's alive, he's alive and well, as far as we know. But thoughts and prayers, hashtag never forget. <laughs> uh, let's put it on it for the time being, because and then we'll get it'll go over the end, probably. It won't, it won't stay there forever, but it'll have a nice little it'll get to hang out the other other songs for a bit. Yeah. I mean I, I only like Assassin a little bit better. I mean I think I think this yeah. I will, yeah. <laughs> I think I like Assassin a little bit better. All right. But uh, hard songs to compare. How to compare those two songs? They have nothing in common really, right? No, I, I yeah, no, not at all. Um, not at all. But you know what? That's fine. Yeah. But I was worried about this episode. I didn't want to come in bitching, but at the same time I had to, right? It's, it's, it's fine, but also maybe it was easier to do without him here. Maybe it was. Or with him here, maybe it would have been a fun dynamic in, and you know in, in spirit. Yeah, in spirit. Okay. In our hearts. <laughs> in our hearts, always. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, the picture of this episode is going to be a black and white picture of him. No, you have to make the uh, El Dorado and uh, Empire of the Clouds. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah, but, well, he's obviously not dead. Oh yeah. Oh god, no. Now it feels bad to say that. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, but I would feel bad if he was dead. He's not. Uh, he's not. He's not. That's the. So that's I feel the good. Point. Yeah. But it was nice to get some input through that mail as well to get kind of his his view on it, and I think all of his points absolutely valid as well. So it comes down that's to fine. more of a subjective taste, and also. On my case, I would admit a bit of snobbery as well. That I just feel that they're intruding on a on a field where they're they're not good. You know, I, I had the similar thing with Opeth when Opeth went for completely prog rock instead of the mix with death metal and all that. I think they didn't manage to do that as good as the Titans, and I, it annoyed me a little bit. Like you did uh-huh. your fusion so well, and now you're doing complete prog rock, and you're not really excelling at it. That's what I feel here. Like Maiden, you're not excelling at this. You know, this isn't what you should be up to. No, maybe not. Well, yeah. It's different, too. And as you said, it is. I've been applauding different approaches. Yeah, but again, just, again, I mean, that's also, you don't have to, you know, just because it's different doesn't necessarily automatically make it good either. No. That's, that's also part of it. But. Fine endeavor, I think. Fine endeavor. And it's going to be really interesting with Senjutsu coming up with all those epics, the Harry's epics. What the hell am I going to think? Yeah. You know, that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that might be that you, you might get even more of this then. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. And probably not, but no, Hell on Earth is going to be an early one for us because that one is probably going to be done in in sequence, I think. Because yeah, H but we got we got like death. Let's see, it's a way so, some ways to go. We got three songs on D. Yeah, we do. We got um, Death of the Celts. Uh, we got uh, Days of Future Past. I'm excited about that one. And Darkest Hour. Yeah, I'm excited about all those. Uh, well, I'm excited. One of the, the first one. So the first one we're t- doing is uh, would be yeah, Days of the Future's Past. I get no Darkest Hour is the first one, right? Ooh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm excited about Days. I'm excited of all these ones, but this should be fun. It so could we'll, be a we'll double episode: Darkest Hour and Days of Future Past. That could be a double one, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then Death of the Celt seems epic, so maybe that one is a solo one. Uh, let's see. And I think you, uh, I think you were quite. Uh, you shared some wise words or wise perspectives on how quickly we can do. Them. I think we should wait a month. Like yeah. we can't do them. We can't do them in a week. That's I wouldn't say that initially either. No. Initially, maybe no. I said two weeks, 
And you said perhaps longer. And I think good point actually. Because I think you gotta because yeah, when something is new, you're gonna enjoy it because the pleasure of the news that we said before. <laughs> yeah, writing on the wall last on our list. I'm gonna tackle that last. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been growing for me. I'm just gonna add that at the end of this episode that that song has really been growing. I listened to it maybe 50, 60 times. I've stopped wow. recently. I've kind of let it rest. You know, you don't want to overblow it, but um, I like it a lot. There's rumors that. Um they're going to be releasing one more before the album drops. Right, Stratego, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it, though, until the album drops. Cool that you say that, because I had the same idea. Yeah. Like, let's just let it rest for now. And yeah. So if it does drop, I'm going to basically have to unfollow everything I follow that has to do with Iron Maiden, because I don't want any spoilers. I mean, the spoilers, normally, if it's a set list, you can get the spoiler in a second, right? You see, oh, shit, they play Flight of Yeah, Lakers, I, 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 I still want to go in fresh this time. I don't want to... You just don't have to play it. Yeah, you can true. still see that's it being true, posted. It's not a spoiler, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah what else can we say about that to kind of tie... tie uh, if I, I think I think that we're going to do a... Um, we'll do a Zoom hangout for people who want to do it. Um, uh after you know, the, the night evening of the release that could be interesting yeah or let's do it we have a discord server so you can get on discord that's because that, that the video quality is a lot better than this and zoom okay so we can yeah. just do that because i might have a house party then to listen to the song so maybe in the afternoon then we could do that or in the early evening or something i would love to that's as good but i'm gonna have to do just because i'm gonna listen i'm gonna listen to it at home i think yeah uh, uh, alone with uh, my system and then okay so this was a maybe i'll do a hang out then if it's early in the in the evening it's no problem to combine with the house party as well if it's like uh, i don't know dinner time or something like that yeah i was thinking like around six or seven you know people so you have time to finish listening to the album a couple because i'm probably gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i'm off from work that day so i can head in like early in the morning get to sound pollution early as soon as they open when they open and they open at like we're we're probably gonna meet there right (laughs) i'd imagine we'll have a coffee before i think they open 10 let's find out let's see let's see what's and here's what i'll do i'll, I'll put a, i'm gonna put a thing up on our facebook uh, group gr- facebook facebook group um and see if anyone's down for a hang a zoom hangout for the um you know the evening of the release i think right. yeah see because it's or zoom or rather discord because i think uh, you know you should really get discord like i said we could, we could do this over discord as uh, well my, my drummer peter bit. also asked me or prompted me to get yeah. discord so i guess i will yeah yeah, it's cool. That's what all the cool kids are doing. So anyways, they open at 11, so I'll probably be awake at like 8 a.m. staring at the clock. Um, <laughs> but that's a, we're, we're, we're about a month out of this point, so... Um, yep, yep, which I like, actually. I want that time, to be honest. I don't want it to be released tomorrow. I'm not ready. I want to drag it out a no, bit. No, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not... I'm not and it's also yeah, nice it, to, to get back into our, you know, our even flow, if I'm going to do a yeah. Pearl Jam reference. Uh, yeah, there you that, go. That, um, you know... Last week for us, next week for you guys, we did the Evil Up and Do. And that's just, you know, tapping back into classic Maiden, not at all thinking about Senjutsu, the hype, or advanced singles or anything. It's just... I think we, we, we barely even mentioned it, right? Uh, no, yeah, just quickly in the beginning, as I said. like made I think we mentioned it just to point out the fact we won't be mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're back to doing songs, which I like. And yeah. This was a tough episode. Uh, did I do okay? I think you did. Oh, thank you, thank you. I think people enjoy this. I I think it's nice that we had a little bit of a disagree. We're you know different sides of it. Yeah. No, I think you did good too with the counterpoints. It's important. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure. I'm sure Eric, wherever he is, 
Okay, is that, I, mean, I think I was I was fair to it. I mean, I don't hate it at all. I don't. No, uh, no. I guess I guess I would give it like a two out of five. Yeah, not that we do that. Oh. Also, I just saw that he he's off rehearsing, so he just finished rehearsing. So he he's not asleep. He's up. He's out doing things. Okay, super alive then, as alive as it gets, right? Playing yeah. music live. Yeah, Wonder, probably wondering, looking at the stars, wondering if we're looking at the same stars listening to this song. Well, we are not. Well, yeah. we're not now, but we were before. Right. Um, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was a good one. Uh, we seldom do any housekeeping these days, so let's do a bit of housekeeping then. We want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. We are Made in A to Z, and I made in podcast based out of Sweden. Two people, Eric, me, and yep. we have, um, you can contact us, Made in A to Z, Made in A Z pod at gmail.com. Made an AZ yeah. pod at a lot of social media, including Facebook with Friends of the Beast as an added title. And Instagram, just made an AZ pod. And Twitter, yeah. just made an AZ pod. That, that way you can find us. And we like contact, right? We like when people... We, we love contact. Uh, speaking of contact, we're going to be doing a live podcast on November 20th in Stockholm. Yep. Um, Excited about that. There's going to be live music. There's going to be... Um, us doing a pod, there's probably going to be beer, there's going to be games, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. So, Yeah, I'll try and bring like a proper, half proper at least, recording gear rig so that we can record some of the live stuff, hopefully, if it's like, if it's sonically possible, and then obviously the talking bits. Uh, maybe a quiz or something, that would be cool. Yeah, we'll do a quiz. I mean, also, I, I've, did, I've, done, I've done live pods at this venue we're doing it at, so I, I, I know that bit works. Um, it's a lovely venue, actually. Yeah, it's, it's cool, tr- and it's not you know so it's um, perfect size, perfect size, and there's it'll be it'll be it'll be a good it'll be a, we'll, we'll have a grand old time, and if you're coming from out of town, um, maybe we'll do something on Friday as well because this is on Saturday we'll figure something out so you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go to um, we'll figure it out that's that's yeah. the problem for later and also up until uh, capacity I might be able to arrange lodging as well if you're out from out of town yeah. there's a capacity for that obviously yeah <laughs> yeah. There's that. And there's you know. There's things we can you know. We'll, we'll you know if you're coming from a town, if you want to do it for whatever reason, yeah, that'd be great. Let us know. We'll try to figure something out. Yes. As, uh, and um, yeah, that's it. I think pretty right? much it. We finished it. At least we finished recording in less than two hours. So hopefully, I can get this to a comprehensible length of an episode. Well, maybe, maybe their longest song deserves a long episode. I think, yeah, minute-wise, maybe we've never done a song which has many musical minutes in it. It could be the triple episode, Another Life, uh, England the Gambler, and... Uh, yeah, that's longer. England the Gambler, Another Life, and Alexander the Great. Slightly longer. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of music in one episode, but it was a cool episode, I think. Three different singers. It kind of made sense in a nonsensical way. I think it did, yeah. So this was, but yeah, this is fun. This is fun too. So it's, um, it was, uh, yeah. And uh, so until next time. Until next time. Up the irons. Let's call from the north. Let's call from the north. <laughs>